Woo! Oh yeah. Welcome to another episode of Masculine Intellect. It's your host, David A. Hernandez, here with another one. Episode number seven in here. Yeah, it's only been a week, but we already on episode number seven, because that's what happens when you out here doing it every day. But before we get into it, I just want to give a big shout out to my little sister, Karina. She got um, accepted into one of the college she wants to go to. And, you know, they're they giving her a little money, you know. She's getting one of them little benefits. So, shout out to my sister, Karina. The hard work does pay off. You know, I'm proud of you. Just keep doing what you're doing. But that being said, we're going to get right into it. So, y'all see the title. Y'all see what it says. How to Break Bad Habits. And this is not an easy fix. This is not a you know an overnight success that it's gonna be able to break your habits, cause most of our bad habits we probably been having them most of our life. You probably been you know addicted to sugar since you were a little kid. You probably since you got social media you ain't got off it. It's been a lifetime of you just being stuck on the things that you gotta you know get your mind off of. So. What's this little secret formula that I have for breaking bad habits? I'm going to tell you. It's fasting. Now, what is fasting? Fasting, there's different kinds, but the one I'm talking about is when you go without eating on purpose, not by accident, but on purpose, you drink water, but you go without eating. Now, how does that break bad habits? Now, if we look back into history and religions, there's different ones Christianity, you know, Muslim, um, you know, Buddhism, all of them talk about fasting. They say being in a fasted state is the best way to show to God that, you know, you respect his word, that you really, that you're trying to be worthy of his presence. They say those who fast are the only ones that are worthy of God's attention. So let me tell you. I wouldn't tell you to do something that I've never done personally. I actually did this last week, well, two weeks ago, but I, we had the round table first, and I didn't really want to talk about it at, at that time, but it has changed my life dramatically. Last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I did a fast, just straight water. Sunday night, I ate my last meal, and I didn't eat again until Tuesday night or Wednesday night. One of those. And honestly, the effects of it were just, I didn't expect it to be so powerful. First, one of my biggest addictions, and those who know me, my friends and family know, that I'm a big sugar candy eater. If there's a good candy, chances are I've tried it, because I'll be just out there eating candy. But the thing is, after my fast, every time I look at candy, I'm like, ugh. I don't want that. That's not good for my system. Why I need that candy? So it broke one of my bad habits. Another bad habit that it broke because it also was, it was a social media cleanse also is what my fast was. I was fasting from social media. Now I was fasting from food. Trying to go without, trying to go without pleasures because that's something that most of us don't really do or ever choose to do is don't go without pleasures. Everybody wants what they want right away. And a good example is, have you ever been on a driveway, right? You you ever been driving on the highway? 
and you're in the middle lane and you see somebody is on the left and the exit's coming up. So, because they're missing their exit by their own ignorance or not paying attention or whatever, they still want to choose to cut everybody off to try to make it instead of, you know, just going around and, you know, circling back around. Why? Because they want what they want, no matter if it affects anybody else or not. We always want what we want. But let me get back to the fasting. I was doing fasting, and after that, I've been doing a OMAD diet, which is one meal a day, and I do all my eating within a four-hour window. So I, past week, I was eating around 6 p.m. I would get off of work, and, you know, I would eat a little bit of dinner, and then that will be that. And I won't eat again until 6 p.m., and that's going without it, and it's teaching me to like be mentally disciplined if you honestly look at it we don't need to eat three times a day i don't know where they got that number from but we don't need to eat three times a day if you look back when we were hunters and gatherers and even farming we weren't eating three times a day we were too busy working trying to survive and surviving trying to run away from bobcats and mountain lions we were trying to survive, and we didn't have time to just be sitting around and eating. In our society now, this is the first time that being fat is a common thing. If you are in shape and you're out of, like, high school, it is, like, astonishing to people. People just assume once you grow up and you get married, you're just supposed to gain weight. No. This is just the standard American diet that we eat that messes us up. And it's because we can't go without pleasures. We can't go without bread. We can't go without sugar. And we indulge too much salt. Giving in to your pleasures all the time makes you mentally weak. If you don't believe me, try to go on a on a full day fast. And you'll hear how many times your brain is going to tell you, hey, just pull over real quick. They go Jack in the Box right there. You know they got two tacos for 99 cents. That's a cheap budget. You'll talk yourself into getting some food. Whatever the reason. You're like, oh, man. You know, it's kind of unhealthy to go without food. You might as well go and get you a little snack real quick. You passing Chick-fil-A. You know, that's God's chicken. Let's go get us some chicken real quick. And you'll end up giving in. I'm asking you. Try to test yourself in any way. Mentally, physically. Test yourself. We are too addicted to pleasures and we cannot go without. How many people is addicted to sugar? Do y'all know sugar acts the same way as cocaine, if not stronger, the way it affects our brains? But that's not something we want to look at because it makes things taste good. And here's the thing. When you fast and you go without... When you start eating again, your your mouth tastes of flavors richer. Just like, for example, a person who drinks every day is going to take them about 10, I wouldn't say 10, but like four or five beers to get to the level of somebody who doesn't drink every day when they drink one or two beers. Because your body builds an immunity to things. And I think that's God's way of telling us to not overindulge. Because that's, that's also a sin, overindulgence. 
But it's very common now. You could go to the store and get a 50-piece of wings for yourself. Now, if you're sharing it with family and it's a party, then cool. But I've seen people get a ginormous amount of food and just eat it in one sitting. And this this is why we have certain problems in society. I don't know if y'all saw it, but there was a video of a lady. I guess she was working at CVS. She ordered some Uber Eats. And she pressed the button and she said she didn't get her food after it was delivered. And the person, you know, they took it out of her uh, commission, whoever was the delivery person. And she, and she, you know, tried to check her. But that's the thing. Why? First of all, the lady was not skinny. So it's not like she has been going without eating and she needs to eat. She's obviously very well indulged in food to the point where she's out here stealing from other people. And that's what it is. It's stealing. If you saying that you didn't got it and now the money is coming out of somebody else's check, you just stole out their pocket. Because we're too addicted to our pleasures. Let me ask you, when was the last time that you went an entire day without checking social media? And I know I might sound like a hypocrite because I post a lot on social media, but I'll tell you my secret. But when was the last day that you went without touching your social media once probably for 90 percent of us since the first day myspace was introduced but i'll tell you my secret i hate social media honestly it's a lot of bad opinions is it's not fun it's not a cool place it's negativity all the time it's popping celebrities on your face it's unnecessary booty everywhere. Sometimes you're just trying to find some funny memes and here comes some ass. And I don't even want to look at it sometimes, you know. I be trying to just scroll, but Instagram throws it in your face. And that's one of the pleasures that people are addicted to. And the only way to admit that is to take accountability. And that's another thing that we lack in this world is accountability. We see it every day. It's... Nobody is being accountable for their choices. We always want to blame somebody else. You've been living at your mom's basement. You ain't gone nowhere and you don't have a plan of getting out. But it's the patriarchy that's putting you down, right? You went to college and you took a feminism uh, you know, degree that's not applicable in the real world. But you can't get a job because of the patriarchy, right? We got to be accountable for the choices that we make. And that and you know, and that goes for relationships or your diet, your body. If you look in the mirror and you don't like how your body looks, guess what? That's your own fault. Your daily choices that you make is on you. If you fat, guess what? You got fat habits. The only person that can change your fat habits is you. If you overweight, that's on you. Be accountable. It's not because McDonald's is putting, you know, MSG or whatever in their food. It's because you cannot go without eating stuff that you don't even need. When i am dri- been driving by fast food places lately, I'm just like, ugh. I'm done eating that. Like, that's, I'm done. I want to eat some stuff at the crib. Like, I like me a little smoothie. I put, you know, blueberries and bananas with some almond milk. Cashew milk is fire. Blueberries, bananas, cashew milk, fire. You know, and then I like my lady to make me some chicken with some little vegetables and stuffing. 
And that's way better than getting some KFC with their 3D printed chicken, which they're not hiding. They say that's what they're doing. But everybody, people are addicted to being a victim now. If you go on social media, we see that everybody is trying to do the victim Olympics. One person will post like, we seen it with uh, with DMX, right? DMX passed away. I, I don't know what it is, so I'm not going to speculate, but people were bringing up his drug use and whatever, and I don't think that's what he died from, but that's what they were bringing up. And then we, here comes little old annoying Demi Lovato saying, hey, I could have died. This could have happened to me. Wow, I can't realize, like, it has nothing to do with you. This is a rapper let people mourn, uh, let people mourn, and you're trying to be a victim. Why? And that's the thing. And whenever you you let people be the victim, you take their power away. Hold each other accountable. We live in such a soft society. When you tell a person like, "Hey, you know that was your fault," everybody's like, "Oh my god." What hateful, terrible things are you saying? For example, I, I'm going to say a story about accountability. And this person who the story is about, I'm not talking bad about you or negative. This is just the facts of what I've seen from the story, right? So this is how the story goes. This girl, she was at the store or wherever. And, you know, she was driving. And she cuts off this car very aggressively. And, you know... The car get mad like they sh not not should, but like most people would when somebody cuts you off aggressively, they pull up to the window. They're like, hey, you know, watch where you going. You can at least, you know, apologize. And the girl, she said, I'm not going to apologize. You're not going to talk to me. You know, that's not how my mama raised me, this, this and that. And then the dude pulls out a gun, which is a very aggressive mood, not called for or anything. Like, I'm not saying he should have done that, but she talked to him all crazy. Which is, you know, she was acting like a man towards him. And he treated her as a man. And now she, and then she got scared and ran off. And then went on social media and said, I can't believe people in this world are so hateful. What do you mean? You cut the man off. And then you wouldn't apologize. And he got mad. And then now you're the victim, right? Because you're a girl and you're pregnant and this, this, and that. You were the one that was in, and then people were in the comments saying, girl, I'm so sorry you went through that. That's terrible. This, this, and that. Y'all are enabling this person to be a bad person. That's what we don't realize. Just like we got, we got girls out here be like, girl, I know you fucked the whole team, but you ain't even hoeing. You're a free spirit. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. You're free spirit. You're not hoeing. That's not hoeing. Or when you see your buddy out here, you know, doing some shady stuff, not on his path. And you're like, oh, man, you good, man. You still got time. And stuff telling them, like, hey, motherfucker, get on your shit. You are tripping. You're going to be nowhere. Years pass by fast. If you keep on on the same pace, you're not going nowhere. But at the same time, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know what I mean? And that's something I had to realize is... I, I brought a lot of horses to water, but the only ones that drunk, you know, the water, those are the ones that's still around. If they chose not to drink, I couldn't force it. You waste a lot of your energy and time and your own potential trying to get horses who don't want to drink to drink. You know what I mean? What was that famous song? He said, you got to know when to fold them. 
You got to know when to fold some relationships. Everybody's not supposed to make it with to the top with you. The top is small. That's why the top people is the only ones that make it there. You got to be a certain breed, certain things in your energy and DNA to even make it there. Most, Mostly everybody is okay with being average. And if you want to be average, okay, that's your choice. Play life safe. That's you. But then don't complain that you're where you are. Because your choices is what got you where you are. So if you live an average life and you're choosing to live an average life, don't complain about your average life. We need to stop being so emotional too. And I post things all the time. Most of it is for shits and giggles. I don't think of anybody when I post. If I see a funny meme, I'm going to repost it. I'm going to just post it on my page, you know, reshare. And I never, not once, have had anybody in mind. Because I'm not the type of person to even share my drama on social media. If you do that, I mean, keep going because it's fun for the rest of us to read. But <laughs> it, it looks dumb. It, 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 there's no purpose. If you've ever been one of those people to cry on camera... Do you know how much effort that takes to cry on camera? That's stupid. Don't do that. Don't cry on camera. That is just seeking attention. You crying on camera does nothing. And then what? What happens after that? What What do you want the next step to be whenever you cry on camera? The only thing you want is people in your DMs. Hey, are you okay? I'm here if you need anything. You're not really, you don't really want Whatever the problem is to get fixed. You just want attention because the problem. You want to be the victim. You want to be emotional. You want to just, you know, let let me get these brownie points of being emotional. And let people care for me for a second. We need to stop being so emotional. Everybody's so offended. I'll tell you a story that most of us have seen happen where being emotional goes wrong. A man is supposed to be grounded you could get mad, you could get upset, you could feel sad, you could cry, but you can't just be emotional 24-7. And in urban areas from where I'm from, people call, when when men are emotional, it's called keeping it real now. That's what they call it. I'm just keeping it real. Ain't nobody going to step on my... No, that's being emotional. For something so small to affect you in such a way that you change your life forever, you being emotional. You be women are emotional. That's just their nature. They go energy emotion. That's women. Men are grounded. We can't both be emotional. Women, if you are unhappy in your relationship, it's probably because you got an emotional ass man. Stop, men, stop being so emotional. That is not your role in life. You're supposed to be grounded. You're supposed to do hard work. You're supposed to sacrifice, have discipline, do things that are hard on purpose because that's what grows you. But let me get to the story. So King Von, right? Everybody watched the video of what happened to him. He passed away, what, maybe a month or two ago, was on a trajectory to be one of the top artists in the game. And he got killed because he was being emotional. Somebody must have said something to him. I forget who it was that he he fought, but somebody must have said to him some negative words or something. 
And then he walk up to the dude when he could have went home. And he stuck him. And then, you know, scuffle ensued and he ended up getting shot and he died. But guess what? If King Von was not emotional in that moment, he would still be here with us today on a path to be one of the greats. Because he was improving by the track. But because he was emotional, he's gone. He, he ain't here with us no more. And it was, we can't say it's anybody else's fault. It was his fault. His choosing, his actions, his punch is what got him where he was. And we need to stop being so emotional. This is Masculine Intellect, episode number seven. We're rocking and rolling. Studio A, FBRN.US, live from Globe Life Park. I know y'all can see behind me, we got the FC Dallas game going on. I don't know what the score is or anything, but it's going on behind us. But I'm going to take a quick little music break. I got my, you know, my board up on the ones and twos. He's going to play a little jam for me. So we'll be right back with a little bit more of masculine intellect. Yo, and we back. So... Now that we on the next segment is I got some advice for anybody that wants to start something. If you want to be good at anything in life, I got some advice for you right now. So we need to get over our fear of not being good at something. You realize you have to be bad at something before you're good. Being bad plenty times is what gets you to be good at something. You don't know how many times people had to fail. Thomas Edison had to fail over a thousand times before he finally got the light invention. Now, that's what we were told, you know, but we know we, he stole it from Tesla, but, you, you know, just go with the story. KFC, the guy, he didn't sell his recipe until, what, he was like 79? He got thousands of no's when he tried to sell it, but all it took was one yes because... He already had a lot of no's. Good inventors, whenever they fail, they say, hey, that's just one less way that I got to check to see if it works. You know, that's just now I get to try another way. And now that marks that, you know, check that's off the list. I've checked that way. Now I got to check another way and then check another way if that one doesn't work. In order to run a mile. What do you got to do? Take your right foot out and step it in front of you. And then take your left foot out and step that one in front of you. The way you run a mile is to run the first 100 meters and then run the next 100 meters. It takes a lot of daily showing up. Most of us just want to be good for no reason. You have no skills. Why are you going to be good the first time you do it? The way you get skills is by being bad and learning from it. And that's discipline, accountability, and looking yourself in the mirror and telling yourself, like, hey, I'm bad at this. I see people on social media who think they're king shit of earth and everything they do smells like roses, their poop don't stink or anything. But not realizing that they have to be bad at first. Whenever I made my first song back in my Charlton days, I ain't gonna lie. Looking back at it, it sounds horrible. But guess what? 
because I was willing to be bad on so many songs, like track after track after track. Now, my music sounds pretty good to me. I'll turn it on my car and I'll just jam out. I, it's good to look back and see where I came from because you see the growth. And even this show, whenever I first did my first podcast way back when, a year ago, I was not good. I was real nervous to get on this mic. I was stuttering. I didn't even know how to look at the camera. I was looking away. I was fidgeting. If I look back at my videos, I'm just fidgeting all the time because I'm not comfortable just, you know, being in my space. But the more I did it, the more practice I get, the more shows I go on, the more episodes I produce throughout the week, and I just am able to talk on this mic. And to you guys, I start to become better because it's a process, it's ongoing, and it takes effort. What is it? Time times effort equals success. Something like that. Same thing with your brand. If you want people to take your brand seriously, it takes length of time versus like times daily, you know, daily occurrences of your of whatever your brand is. And that's how it gets stronger. People got to see it over and over and over. That's why people would rather go with AT&T over Cricket. Because Cricket was like 10 years old, even though they like the same company. But Cricket's like 10 years old. I prefer to go to AT&T all day because they've been there. They, they're not just going to take my money and run away. You need to be bad at something before you're good. And as, as men, if you want to grow, be bad at a lot of things. Go and be bad at some things. Go and learn. Being bad is how you grow. Just like kids, right? Whenever a child is learning how to walk, they fall. First, they stand, they, they grab on the chair, they fall. And then they're able to stand up on the chair. They try to take some steps, they fall, but they got a little bit further. And now they're able to stand up, take three steps, and then they fall. And then next time, they stand up, take 10 steps and then fall and at some point they stop falling because what that's called improvement they get better it's growth if we if we treated our crafts and our our goals in life like children trying to walk nobody will fail i know so many people in my life where they'll try something one time Something they've never done before. And then they'll fail. And then they'll think like, man, I just don't deserve to be good at anything. I suck. I'm going to suck at everything for the rest of my life. Like, what? You failed one time. Do you know how many times I failed? Even even if you look at the show, right? I've I've been doing podcasts for a year now. Radio show for a year. But I failed. My first show, YF Show. It, it technically failed, but guess what? I pivoted, just like a basketball move. You pivot, you don't lift up one of your foot, but you pivot. And then I went to my next show, YF Dizzy TV. It was cool. It was doing music interviews. I was People wanted to pay me. A lot of people wanted to come on the show. I cut it off because it wasn't my thing, and that's another failure. I learned that that wasn't the way I wanted to do it. That was an experiment, basically, and I learned, like, hey, let me go a little bit more this way. So that's when I turned to Red Pill Experience because I wanted to focus more on 
red pill knowledge, helping men that way. And I was doing it. It was cool. But it was focusing, it was creating a lot of division. So that was another way I failed. I failed with that podcast. And that podcast is no more. So now I'm on to this one. And this one feels more genuine because this is what I want to talk about. I would rather help people learn all day. And that's what I do. And not only that, the best way to learn is by teaching people. So whenever I'm speaking to you guys, I'm really just speaking to myself. And that way I can watch it back. I'm, I'm speaking to myself and I'm speaking to my children. Because when they grow up, they're going to watch these. And they're going to learn. And if I'm not here, that means these are still around for them to watch and learn. The things that I said, the way that I was talking, the type of man that I was. It's in, you know, in the internet forever. But you just got to keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. It's basically like rowing a boat. Each time you try is one little, I don't know what you call it, a little little pedal or, you know, a little splash. I call it a little, little pedal. Each time you try is a pedal. But guess what? If you get in your boat and you're in the middle of the lake and you don't pedal, meaning you don't try, you're not going to go anywhere. But guess what? If you keep trying, you keep pedaling, you're going to get from one side to the other. You're going to get from point A to point B, and that's what goals are. And we need more goals. Too many of too many of us are out here living our lives with zero goals. Zero things they're trying to achieve in their life. How? How is that going to work? If you get in your car and you don't turn on your GPS, you're just going to be driving in circles. If you don't know where you're going, you got to know where you're going to be able to have a road map. In order to build a bridge, you need an architect to draw that out. You need a blueprint. In order to start a business, you need to do the work. That's where success lies and that's where the happiness in life lies. It's not at the the top of the mountain. It's in the everyday process of doing the work. We need to do the work. Be willing to be bad at something. And with that, I actually have one last topic for today, but I'm going to take a quick little little music break. But when we come back, I'm going to break down a little bit of cryptocurrencies, what's going on right now, and Dogecoin. So stick around. Masculine Intellect with your host, David A. Hernandez. We'll be right back. And we back, back, back. Masculine Intellect here with your host, David A. Hernandez. And... Before we get out the studio, I want to talk about some Dogecoin. So, here's the thing. Dogecoin, you can make some money if you know what you're doing. You know when to get in and when to get out. But for most of us, I'm going to give you a warning. Dogecoin has no purpose besides, you know, buying Mavs tickets. Because, you know, Mark Cuban wanted to do that, but... Besides that, it has no use. It has no development team, no backing. It was a meme coin created six years ago to be funny. And it's good for pumping dumps. But if you're just investing, trying to hold it long term, I'm going to tell you, don't put your hopes up. Don't hold your breath because it has no use. If you want to invest into some cryptocurrency, 
do your research and find some coins that have a purpose like bitcoin the purpose of bitcoin is a store of value kind of like gold so gold is what we use to back up our money right now and bitcoin is going to be a similar thing one bitcoin is is worth 50 grand right now but the market is people you know cnn and all them is saying it's tanking but the crypto market is going down because people are doing something called take profits. I did this myself. I took out my, you know, my original investment out of some coins that I bought into four months ago. And I'm letting the rest ride because it's house money. And I'm just taking this profit. And that's what the institutions are doing. That's what, you know, retail traders are doing, which is just, you know, retail traders are just average people like you and me. Not the banks, because the banks, whenever they do a trade, whenever they buy a certain asset, it moves the price because they're pumping a lot of money into that. Uh, uh, average person only has so much buying power. But if you want to get into some crypto, I'm going to leave you with a couple of coins to look into. Look into Bitcoin, obviously. Ethereum. Ethereum is a lot of use. It's a network. Uh, but you know, just be careful because it does have a lot of fees, and you know, there's competitors coming up. But the one I'm not a financial advisor, I'm just you know, a regular person who did my research, and I'm just trying to teach you guys what I learned so you could go do your own research. The one I actually like a lot is Cardano because the transaction speed on Cardano is very fast, you could send around like three thousand dollars, and the you know about two minutes with a fee of like two dollars that is unheard of you could that means if somebody is in mexico and i am here in texas i could send them my cardano coins in two minutes they'll get it and then they could sell it and then they'll have the money for in their you know their trader or whatever uh app they use so there's a couple different apps coinbase kucoin you know uh, I think there's another one called Binance, but you know in Texas, no, you're not allowed to use that one for a reason, for uh, for some reason. I don't know what the reason is, but yeah, just if you're getting into crypto, you're still very early. The one of the I think the oldest crypto is like 10 years old, which is Bitcoin. So everything's still relatively very young. You're still at the early stages. If my you know what i'm doing this is my personal strategy is i'm just leaving it long term i'm gonna let it grow for 20 years and just boom this money i took out originally that's just you know a little take profits is finna dip and what it's gonna keep dropping and i'm gonna get it at a low price and let that shoot back up make more money off the money i've already made it's a win-win situation if you really want to know what to do just either you know DM me, and if you got some questions, if not, just, you know, research YouTube, Internet, Google, Reddit. There's a multitude of places you can look. But this is episode number seven. I appreciate everybody that came and watched and just shared it. Everybody, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Peace.